And now we sit in awkward silence for approximately two to four minutes. All right. Want me to start it off? Yeah. Yeah, you can start it off. All right. You know what? Uh, this doesn't feel right. Maybe maybe we should let our guest start it off. <clears throat> maybe, maybe we should I let them start in it first. Off. Yeah, can you start out, Anson, by uh, shutting the fuck up? Hey, Seamus, I think our guest might be here. Would you mind opening that door? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I got it. Hey! Hey! I made it. Am I on time? Is this... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, totally. Come on in. Cool. I wouldn't say on time, but yeah. Well... I mean, what's three hours? Look, yeah. I got like 16 people coming in. Uh, I picked them up on the way. Is it cool if we leave the door open? Uh, d- d- no. I'm uncomfortable. Then it's working. Yeah, that's yeah. Working. <laughs> <laughs> that is the function. Uh, no, no. But no, I, no. I fulfilled my <clears throat> promise to you, Anzen. I did, uh, I did... Uh, jab Seamus with the pencil. Ah, I couldn't necessarily okay. yeah. break the skin. Yeah, it's not a, a it's not a thick. stab unless you break skin. But uh, you, I appreciate you were a pretty you gentle trying. stabber. It was, yeah. a, it was yeah. a jab. It was a it was jab. jab. I'll settle for yeah. jab. You know, I was setting I'll up the microphones the and suddenly there was a mechanical pencil that was in my belly. Yeah, just I, I came at him. I did a bunch of jabs. It was not. It was like you know, like really fucking went for it. Really, you should have gone for quality over quantity, though. You know, I mean, you were you know, you stabbed me seventeen light. Times. You should have done one deep step exactly yeah. mm-hmm. and twist it. That's the problem I face when I uh, use an EpiPen. So when's the last time you guys <laughs> unironically listened to Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out? Because it's fucking awesome. Um, Man, unironically, that's the hard part of that mm-hmm. question. I don't think uh, I've heard it all the way through since the era of Snow Dogs. With Cuba Gooding Jr. You know, I recall and that being Snow like Dogs. the promotional song for that movie. You know, I, I just don't like unanswered questions. Uh, so when they keep asking the same question uh, over and over again, I get progressively more angry because who the fuck actually let the dogs you out? ignorant slut. It's implied that the Baja men themselves let the dogs out, and therefore them the asking are who both let them throwing out? blame and accepting their fate. Who let them out? Your See, head that, out of your ass, I, I feel Seamus. like the metaphor isn't clear enough. I don't know. It's crystal clear, unlike your vision. <laughs> For I mean, metaphors, I, I, I do Baha need glasses. Songs. You know, I like to actually drive your car without glasses uh, <laughs> because then I just enjoy stressing you out while you're sitting in sitting in the passenger seat. Jokes on you. I'm not stressed out. I'm on drugs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is usually true. Fuck. It's a cloudy day in Los Angeles. Anzen's over there in Denver. How, how, yeah. How's the weather in Denver? It like snowed for five days or so, and so there's a lot of Ooh. snow, and now it's just cold and shitty. That was the thing about when I went home to Littleton for uh, for Christmas. There was no snow, and I, it was it was a little disappointing. And then the second I fucking left, fucking dumped on y'all. What? Why did you dump on all of them, Trey? You know, shitting when on you people. Go, is you not gotta go. The nicest thing. Double decker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah double decker. We double love double deckers. deckers. We love Shoots the double deckers. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a double decker to somebody. I haven't. Um, <laughs> that's that's the um of somebody who has, in fact. <laughs> um, actually, once when I was a young young boy. How young are we talking? Um, twenty. <laughs> How old are you now? Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> 
who was the victim of your double decker? Was mm-hmm. it like a friendly thing? Was it was it revenge? I told it's, you about was it. It's never of my a buddy Austin in middle school. No, I I don't believe you have. Oh, that, wait, what I think the I told fuck? You all this, I think okay, I told you all this were story. you either twenty years old and in middle school, or did <laughs> no. you, as a twenty-year-old man, go shit in a middle schooler's toilet? <laughs> I like this that went from a fictional personally. story to a real story. Okay, I'm gonna lay it out for y'all. At what point did it switch over? Um, like you'd been fantasizing for a while, and then you had like the fantasy wasn't enough, so you had to go make it real. Is I, that what? No, I had to go. <laughs> I, I ran out of fantasy ideas, so I had to jump into reality for a moment mm. because this crazy fucking thing happened to me in middle school. I was hanging out with my buddy Austin in my basement, which my mom's basement, which y'all knew knew very well. Of course, yeah. Um, and so we were hanging. That out. Sounded like, without any context, that sounded like mildly <laughs> ominous and <laughs> suggestive. My mom's basement, which y'all know. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh yeah, we know. Oh yeah, yeah. we're real familiar with your mom's basement. All right, all right. Settle down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was hanging out with Austin. This kid in middle school. I was also a kid in middle school, to make that clear. <laughs> we were chilling, and I found a stick, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm, I'm just going to chase around my friend with a stick. You know, that's like a innocent little middle school thing. So I just picked up the stick, and I started kind of harmlessly waving it around at him, and then he gave chase. So I, so I, I started running, and then I was chasing him with this stick, and then he was like, no, no, dude, 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 stop. I just shit my pants. <laughs> and I did not believe him. I was like, no, you fucking didn't. I was just playing around. And then he was like, dude, do you have an extra pair of underwear? And I did not believe him until Wait, he borrowed why? a pair of my underwear. And why did he shit himself? That feels like a non, like. scared of me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> kid just laughing, chasing him around with a stick. <laughs> Literally shit himself. Wow. That's fun. Oh, yeah. It was it was sad. So what does this have to do with you being 20 years old and shitting in someone's toilet? No, that was the false story that we transitioned from. That's as close oh, as I've been wow, to okay. a double-decker, okay, I guess. Yeah. Is like Forcing a kid to shit his pants feels like, honestly, completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a kid, though. Yeah, but like that has nothing to do with double-deckers. You're just like, hey, <laughs> y'all talk about you- poop? <laughs> I made a kid that. shit his pants out of fear once. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that does remind me of? That reminds me of when we were in high school, and uh, I was in a very strange mood. Uh, it's stone cold sober, I might add, and uh, I decided to adopt a Scottish accent, uh, call you Gilbert, and then hit you with a stick anytime you moved. Uh, no, you're, you're missing the first half of the story. True. Yeah, I am missing. Which is awful. <laughs> Which is essentially... Uh, us both leaving a target or some shit you in a car with our friend justin from high school and then me getting into my own car y'all run to your car try to ditch me i hop in my car it's a full-on fucking chase through like oh yeah i remember hearing of this at the time went from like lakewood to golden to lakewood to denver for a second then back to lakewood then back to golden at one point they went into a parking structure and then stopped the car and then they got out of their car came up to my car opened all the doors took all my shit out of the car ran back to their car and got in and drove off so i had to put all my shit back into my car close all the doors get back in my car drive and then i fucking caught them somehow well the somehow is that i was in a 1999 toyota corolla and you were in a nice mazda 
Yeah, well, I didn't have the Mazda at the time. That's when I was in a uh, a more modern uh, Toyota. Oh, so, I believe. yeah, so but, even better car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I finally caught up, and they eventually went back to Seamus's place where he decided to adopt a Scottish accent, refer to me only as Gilbert, Gilbert! and torture me and beat me with uh, a stick yes. as Justin giggled to himself. Yeah, it went on for hours. Like, it sounds like a story of when, like, we were on acid, but we weren't. There was no weed. There was no alcohol. Just, Completely uh, insanity. sober yeah. teenage boys <laughs> torturing each other. I like, when I met some of your friends from college, uh, that was the only story that some of them knew of me. The uh, Gilbert one? Yeah, the Gilbert one. And they literally, they were afraid of me at first. They were surprised that I was, like, nice to them. Well, yeah, it's because that story right. describes <laughs> the actions of a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, that, I mean, that's that's true. Or, like, a bored teenager, which there's a fine line. <clears throat> but, you there know, is a, there is watch, a watch yeah, for yeah. those tendencies. <clears throat> <laughs> if only they'd gotten better since then. Uh, these days, I tend to hit Trey with a sword or, you know, my fist instead of a stick. Oh, good. So I, I don't know if that's progression, but it feels like it is. I, this is a cry for help. <laughs> it sounds it sounds that way, but, like, coming from the the, the victim miser, that doesn't well, make sense. Well, it's okay. He, he, oh, fights, yeah. he fights back now. Uh, you know, like earlier today, I picked up two microphone stands, and he picked up two sparring swords, and then we both went to stab each other. Uh, so at least this it's sounds, more of a two-way. This sounds healthy. Now. It's this very sounds healthy. good. It's very healthy. <laughs> wink, wink. Very healthy. Yeah, we're doing great here. We're doing great here. Solid Good, friendship. good. Can't wait. Can't wait to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have you. Yeah. So you're, so you're coming out to L.A. in a few months. What are you, what are you coming out here for? <clears throat> what? Uh, attempted voice acting pursuit work. And whatnot. I think you have a, a natural talent for for voices and characters, and really uh, throwing yourself into things. So I, I think you're going to be just fine out That's here. Fair. I appreciate it. But hard work beats talent that doesn't work hard, and I've been yep. the latter for most of my life. So I need to develop some work ethic towards some shit. Are you saying that people <clears throat> like step on you to get to high places? Yeah. You said you were the latter, so. No, I, I understand where you're going, but also, yes. It's not the pun of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pun of the day, once again. Well, that's fine by me. That just means there's more. Oh, God. <laughs> See? We left the door open. You want to leave the door open? I, I feel like that's a good, good voice bite <laughs> to have like on your main profile page. Yeah. Uh, Can I, I get two claps and a Ric Flair? Woo! <laughs> 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 Y'all know who Ric Flair is? Yeah, I know who Ric Flair okay, is. I was, good, a, yeah. I was a WWE uh, fanatic. Yeah, okay. I child. was not, but I looked it up after I heard that, and I was like, I'm going to do that forever. That's my new favorite thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Two claps I, and a Ric Flair? That's the best way to get excited. <laughs> I think the dumbest thing I did in my childhood would be I would get on my trampoline with a big old body pillow. And I would pretend I was in the ring fighting a wrestler, and I would wrestle a body pillow when I was a little kid. That doesn't sound nice. that. Yeah, you know, I did like the same concerning. thing in middle school. It was a little <laughs> bit less uh, wrestly and a little bit more uh, middle school pursuits. Uh, you know, uncomfortable for all involved, especially the, the body pillow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. me when I think about it in, in, in my memory. Mm -hmm. You just think of yourself as... And here we are just... 
talking about it on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the internet is a very uh, accepting, loving place, as we've all learned in our time. So I think it's a it's a great thing to put it out there. Let people let people decide for themselves what they think. It's a warm blanket that gently chokes you to death in your sleep. And I just didn't say anything. He's the only person not drinking, so here we are, just sitting in it. Just sitting sitting in the sip. Well, crack a beer, Anthony. You can't be the only person. Crack a beer, dude. Not that I'm drinking alcohol, but I support that you would do that. He's gone. Yeah, no, he he just left. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's coming back either. No, probably not. I hope he leaves the door open. Yeah, me too. Keep waking up stupid early. Keep waking up at like 5.45 in the morning. Why? That's awful. Just naturally. And I'm always like shook. I'm always like, what the fuck? But I haven't been taking my <laughs> sleeping pill. Is he drinking a beer? No, that's a bottle ah. of liquor. Oh, okay, that's even better. This is beer. I don't know what the fuck you're... That looks is that just peppermint like... schnapps? <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you having a Santa's brown eye right now? Or are you just drinking straight peppermint I'm not. Schnapps? I don't have any Coca-Cola right now, unfortunately. So I'm just schlepping schnapps. Schnapps. Fuck. Fuck it. Schleppin' schnapps. Schleppin' schnapps. schnapps. Schleppin' schnapps. I'm a schnapps baby. schlepper. Baby. 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 We're gonna be schleppin' the schnapps later. You it's know supposed what I mean? to be like... It's like Howard Stern almost. Oh, okay. I was gonna say <laughs> like... I was, thinking, I was thinking Austin Powers. I was oh. thinking John Lennon kicked in the throat by a horse. <laughs> I, li- I like that interpretation the best. Oh, wow. I can't stop seeing that now. Shoot me. It's a radical idea, man. It's all about free love, positivity, and... (laughs) (laughs) With the Beatles. Uh, Y'all see the ad for that new, like, Beatles documentary or whatever coming out on Disney Plus? I've seen the Beatles documentary. Ah, you go fuck yourself, Trey. Yeah, yeah, you go How is it? Is it good? I will. I'm naked, Miss Cremens. Yes, I can <laughs> see that. That's the whole quote. The no, whole I think quote. that's a good quote. I think that's a good good representation of the film. Honestly, uh, you know yeah. what's going on. I'm naked. Yeah, naked. I'm like pretty sure he film. just said naked. It sounds. Na- it sounded like naked. I, 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 I watched it also with thought that he said naked, said but naked. I, I like to think that he said naked because I like that better. I'm naked, Miss Cremens. <laughs> that would make... No sense. He's a boy. He's to a the thematic. Yeah, which is boy. also concerning. Oh yeah. Just a couple of. We'll get into that. I'm sure. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What were your What were your overall thoughts about the movie, Anson? Uh, my overall thoughts. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite of Wes Anderson's pieces. Um. Exactly how I felt. Yeah, yeah but it was it was enjoyable. Oh yeah, spoiler but, alert ahead of time for those who haven't seen it yet, but we're going to be talking about this movie, so you... We should also should probably just, uh, say what the movie is. I was is, about uh, to say, yeah. uh, the movie <laughs> is The French Dispatch, uh, Wes Anderson's latest film. 2021. Uh, yeah, yeah, for those of you, uh, you've probably seen some other Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel is his most famous film. Uh, incredible. Uh, uh, was it 2014, I think? 
Yeah, and then we also got Moonrise Kingdom, mm-hmm. Royal Tenenbaums. If you go way back, mm-hmm. the first picture is a little movie called um, Bottle, Bottle Rocket. Rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I feel like, is one that most people have seen but aren't aware is Wes Anderson because it's kind of like mm-hmm. animated in its own thing. And then his uh, newer one, Isle of Dogs. Uh, Isle of Dogs, which the name is a pun. It's, a it's pun. I yeah. Love Dogs, and it's yeah. the Isle of Dogs. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's actually I was in that boat. I was introduced to Wes Anderson as a as a Ute uh, mm-hmm. through Fantastic Mr. Fox, and even just seeing it, like his style, and obviously like the way he shoots movies, is so iconic and just like in capturing. Even as a kid, I was just like, "What oh, yeah. is this? Like, why aren't all movies made this way? This is awesome!" With like the symmetry and just like the colors and everything. He's mastered uh, a certain originality in his mise en scene. Yeah, with yeah. Everything that he's able to put into one picture. For sure, yeah. It's almost like a stage every time. Right, and that quite literally, it like in this movie mm-hmm. specifically for a bunch of parts. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I was like, this is awesome. And then as I grew up, I was just like, oh, that's Wes Anderson. And then looked at his other, his other films. And I was like, oh, they're all this good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his fun. style is so interesting. He uh, he like only uses uh, usually one lens on the camera, like same lens the whole mm-hmm. movie. Um, which is really rare for movies, but he he just has his favorite and creates images using that exact one and vignettes. It's it's I love the the design of all his films. It's absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous and just the aesthetic. Yeah, of mm-hmm. every single movie that he does, they yeah. all they're like, all they all cozy. have their own aesthetic, but they're all within the world of his vision. You know, yeah, yeah. they're all just like very warm and cozy. Latin like watching his movie feels kind of like a hug, just visually. It's just like ah, look how. Yeah wholesome and safe the scene is in every single scene even with his more recent films like grand budapest or um this movie the french dispatch even when there's darker themes and you know you're seeing people Mm -hmm. in like prison and things like that but you know there's still that warm like humanity brought to everything yeah character yeah you know i I gotta say uh i while there were definitely some things i enjoyed about the movie uh I, I didn't like it overall. This is the first time I've seen a Wes Anderson film and not liked it. Uh, it felt yeah. it felt pretty uh, like disjointed to me. Um, I which kind I, of agree. It felt mm-hmm. yeah like the storyline yeah. was a little hard to like draw. Yeah, I, not I, even I, just a narrative like a parallel, which comes. Yeah, I think, I think the plot was not really there like the overarching plot well that's because i think a lot of people say the same thing about all right this is going to be a stretch but i'm gonna I'm loop back around the musical cats like doesn't have a plot oh, no. no i know but that's because the musical cats i don't remember who the poems were written by but it was based off a book of poems that was just introducing mm-hmm. all of these cats so when they turned it into a musical there's no plot it's just a bunch of dance numbers introducing a bunch of cats and then there's like one thing to barely tie it together and so you can't really, like, criticize it for not having a plot because it was never really meant to. And I think mm-hmm. this, like, the style and theme of the movie is that it's a magazine. It is a bunch yep. of disjointed yeah. story. It literally says it story one, story two, story three. And it goes through the sections <clears throat> of the magazine. So it's like there is no overarching plot. There is no narrative. This is the magazine through the eyes of its writers and their stories, I guess. I completely agree. It's about, like, it's about the vignettes and the pieces and how the pieces make the whole image i think more than anything and yeah i just i think that it grew on me at me personally after multiple viewings because the first time i saw it in theaters and i absolutely i i enjoyed it but it it was off-putting because i think i had my expectations up at grand budapest yeah 
And then I went home and I watched it like in the background while doing some stuff. And I was able to really appreciate whatever popped out to me. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really great movie to like coexist with and like get what you can from it. But I don't think it's the, the greatest journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the like design and imagery of the film are incredible. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, the like the flow is wonderful just visually um and i love when it like goes into animation uh and like the third yeah. act it's such like a cool yeah that moment. was really cool um, uh that i definitely mm-hmm. noticed from a wes anderson movie it's like oh it just went into 2d animation that's like yeah interesting and different new. from mm-hmm. all the other and anim- different mm-hmm. from the type of animation we would expect from wes mm-hmm. anderson yeah. too but like he's still it. making <clears throat> new moves yeah. Well, I mean, like, like Isle of Dogs wasn't. Uh, it, it was stop motion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't just like animation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. No. And the the animation was cool. Uh, but yeah. No. I, I, as a whole, um, the, it felt very disjointed. And I, 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 I got most of the way through the movie that it was like it was the magazine. It was meant to be disjointed. But mm-hmm. I felt like uh, it didn't quite work for me. Like it almost would have worked mm-hmm. better as like totally separate stories. Um, like uh, short films or like episodes of a show or something. I kind of like fine with. Buster Scruggs or something where it's just like, here yeah. are a bunch of short stories together. They don't have to have a meaning, but it was still excellent in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, well, I feel like with Buster Scruggs, which is fucking amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. they each do only have one story, but they, they pull you into the story and you exist in it for that time. And then you go. And with, mm-hmm. uh, with French dispatch, I think because they were trying to do it like through the lens of uh, like an editorial, um, it almost kept me out of it the whole time. I think a problem for me was n- none of the stories except maybe the first one with the prisoner felt completely fulfilled at the end. Yeah. Even though yeah. their plots were wrapped <laughs> up, I don't think any of them felt completely fulfilled. And I I feel like I totally... I thought it was just very clear that like that's what was happening, but then I didn't know that I like guessed the ending of the movie by the first line or something. And it was like talking about the obituary and like the opening narration of the film. I was like, oh, this is the issue of the magazine after he died, and like this is them all writing the obituary and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's what the movie's gonna be. I kind of got it was the magazine went forward, and mm-hmm. then the last scene felt like it was supposed to be like oh, that's what they're narrating the beginning. They're all come and they're writing his obituary, and I was just like, yeah, that's. That was very obviously what was happening the whole time. And that was like your big ending where you zoom out as they start writing the movie. I was like, I thought that was really clear. And then the whole movie ended. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, I guess. (laughs) I think Wes Anderson's getting jaded. I I, I read an interview with him while he was making this movie, and he was like hitting hitting a vape. And he was like, dude, I don't even know what makes a good movie anymore. You do this, you splash some shit here and here and here. And like, you know, I think he's just like, throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks in some experimental ways that are really interesting, but also, like, mm-hmm. he's got success. Now he's just playing. Now it's yeah. pure play. Like, there's a moment I think about in the prison vignette when it switches from the young actor to Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah, that was a really up, cool transition. places his hand on his shoulder, and they switch the necklace and switch places. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something I've seen on stage but never even attempted in a film, and they pulled it off yeah to be perfectly honest uh maybe just my fault not entirely paying attention i think it was pretty clear i didn't know that they were the same guy until like 10 or 15 seconds after that transition scene and i was like oh that's (laughs) i mean that's actually where i was at the cast doesn't help a ton i mean they look super similar 
I did write down though in that one like the brief little scene with him as a younger man the one scene where it just says like he sat with many things blah 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 and then the madness one oh where it's was him. so cool where he's looking at himself with like the weird eyes across and also there's a mirror with a distorted version and he's painting yeah. like, that was just a really cool scene that i wrote down that was like, ah, yeah that oh, was interesting yeah, totally i i loved <clears throat> that image it was also super freaky <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like unsettling but in a cool way <clears throat> yeah I, I, the the whole film like yeah again the the design was amazing it, it felt uh, almost like wes Anderson was like just using his own style just to fuck around and do anything he wanted visually mm-hmm. without telling a story <laughs> yeah i mean he told little stories but like like i said they were wrapped up but i didn't feel mm-hmm. fulfilled by yeah. the end of all of them yeah um I, I did love uh, – I, I thought Timothy Chalamet was hilarious. This is the first film I've seen him in where I didn't hate him as an actor and character. <laughs> <laughs> his introduction, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like this guy actually because, like, his introduction is just, like, leaned over with the Einstein hair and the mustache smoking at the chest thing. I was like, that's yeah. just interesting. I get that he's, like, just male manic pixie dream girl essentially. Yeah, which has always just been like one hundred percent. I don't really, I don't care for that kind of character trope. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Dune either, so I should preface that before saying this is the first oh, thing yeah. I have yeah, hated him. Watch that. I was fantastic in that. But I liked his character throughout the whole thing. Again, there were some problems just in the general the age gap. The, the whole forty-five-year-old woman yeah. and like, yeah, he was maybe eighteen boy. if we're hoping and praying. Yeah, that that was an odd addition to the film. I, I d- guess it's within the context of when this takes place in the period of mm-hmm. in Liberty, Kansas. D- didn't this. they they say that they were they were all college students? Also, I, I I'm pretty sure I remember them saying that. I, I don't they? think it was, it was it's possible. Yeah, that it's possible. would make me feel way better about the it's whole still situation. Like- <laughs> I know it's still like mildly <laughs> it's problematic. It's still hilarious that uh, his mom is okay with it. <laughs> like Francis McDormand's character is like, "Oh yeah, I just talked with your mother," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, does she know I'm here? Yes. What? <laughs> I don't want to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I I think the thing that made me laugh the most in the movie was the end of the the prison scene when like there's the vignette with all the prisoners running in, and then it just describes like, "Oh yeah." 72 prisoners were dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, and eight <laughs> and guards. And, like, eight. Uh, and then of that <laughs> art society, like, his 12 followers, artists, like, nine of them died in the riot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, the moment where he, like, locks the door super calmly and then the and entire then wall just the breaks down. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I loved Benicio Del Toro's performance. I was going to yeah, say amazing. him and Simone, I think that was, like, one of the best just character introductions I've seen in a long time. Because yes. you have no – it just, like, keeps changing. Their he's painting. The new, so there's like intriguing. a nude model from a distance. You're like, okay, that makes sense. And he gets closer, and he starts like touching her with the brush, and you're like, I'm uncomfortable, Benicio. But she's okay with it until she's not. Yeah, and then he mm-hmm. like backs off and goes away. I literally wrote down Benicio del Toro is always terrifying, as he was just yeah. like approaching and touching her with the brush. I was like, what the fuck? And then you know, mm-hmm. slaps his hand, <laughs> goes back away. And then they go in, and she changes into a prison guard outfit, puts him in a straight jacket, and wheels him away. And you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, the thing I think people? about is like when she makes him give that little intro to the other prisoners, yeah, and he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. "Well, at this rate, it's only gonna be this much time." So yeah, I think it's gonna be a suicide. Mm-hmm. 
It reminds me of the uh, the story of Charlie Bronson in real life. Charles uh, Bronson, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. prisoner. Because mm-hmm. he, uh, they don't really go into this in the movie, but after like like after he got done with his phase of like assaulting prison guards, um, he became a renowned painter and won a bunch of awards for painting from within prison. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, with his own it. feces? No, no, <laughs> real paintings. <laughs> that's that's the Sasha Baron Cohen that, version. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also fucking love. I very much appreciated the name of the art piece that was introduced, the 10 Reinforced Cement Aggregate Load-Bearing Murals. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, uh, so good. Uh, I also, um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the the one scene of the, the thing about uh, Jeffrey Wright's character and the, the chef. Uh, yeah. The chef's death yeah. scene is like that was really haunting. good. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. Yeah, I feel like that was like the realest moment in the whole mm-hmm. movie. It's it felt like it stopped being uh like the vignette and it stopped being told through a lens, which mm-hmm. also was kind of cool like that Jeffrey Wright's character wanted to cut that out because to him that wasn't like the the story, but it was just mm-hmm. it was too real to put in a magazine, but the editor yeah. was like this is yeah. what Yeah, this, this is, is the whole the reason to write yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's a very beautiful mm-hmm. little piece. Yeah, I wrote down the several quotes flavor. of his. Uh, I was even thinking after that, just like I'm not brave. I didn't, or I wasn't in the mood to be a disappointment to everyone. Yeah, haunting. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. then talking about like being a foreigner from there, uh, and then the last thing, yeah, just being a foreigner and then seeking something missing and missing something left behind. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that part was so beautifully written. I, mm-hmm. I, in fact, I almost wish that there was, like, that story was more about the chef. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, which I, th- I think was probably done on purpose, um, based off of the dialogue at the end between Jeffrey Wright and uh, Bill Murray's yeah, character. Yeah, they definitely put mm-hmm. emphasis on that story in the end. Mm-hmm. I went to culinary school, and the culinary school I went was founded by Auguste Escoffier, who is a French chef. He was known as the chef of kings and the king of chefs. Uh, he was literally like he invented the brigade system. He invented the double-breasted like chef coat. He's Hot insane, damn. like super famous uh, chef from France, just like historically. And in the French language, to say something is not something, you put an N apostrophe in front of it. And so if his name is Nescoffier, spelled N apostrophe Escoffier, his name is literally not Escoffier. <laughs> oh, wow. That's got to be a reference. And I so don't sad. know, though, because it's spelled not the differently. Chef of yeah. And like, oh. yeah. I, I feel yeah, like that's got to be on purpose. I, I feel like Wes Anderson wouldn't do that so. kind of something, especially if it, if he's supposed to be like a legendary French chef in as a France and about yeah. he's a legendary French chef and the whole like police chefing thing that was really interesting to me uh, yeah. also because <laughs> the entire like high level kitchens at a certain point is like very militaristic like you're working on the line like yes chef no chef you keep your head down you do what you're told and you like bust through so I thought just the police also being cooks and they're just the same thing was an interesting. Stuff a sock in your mouth. I, mean, I can do that. Yeah. Stuff a sock in your mouth. Been there Wait. before. What? Something Anyways, shifted in the conversation. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it was a sock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Ansem, what happened to you before we started recording today? Because uh, I, I said, are you ready for the mm-hmm. pod? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I sent an image of me with my glasses upside down with a close-up of a Tide Pod in my mouth. and Implying (laughs) that, yes, of course I was ready for the pod. I rushed to find a a GIF of uh, some 
three peas in a pod for the, mm-hmm. the three of us. Mm-hmm. Which made sense. At which point I sent another photo of my completely shattered full-length mirror uh, <laughs> saying that somehow during the course of taking that photo of the Tide Pod in the mouth, uh, that had taken place. <laughs> <laughs> so what... what, what? What happened? You kicked a laundry basket so, into the mirror? Yeah, I was under the impression we were going to start on time, and I was trying Shame to, like, <clears throat> make coffee <clears throat> and get my shit set up, and then you're just, like, ready for the pod or it's pod day or whatever. I was like, all right, I got to bust out this hilarious Tide Pod photo real quick. We'll get back to setting up, making breakfast. And I stepped forward, slid my laundry basket into my mirror, <laughs> which is barely, like, a, it's just – there's no border. It's just like all the edges are sharp. It's just a rectangular piece of polished glass leaned against a wall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the laundry basket slid later, into that. Later. The whole thing shattered and exploded. And I'm like, well, not going to deal with that right now. Went and took my Tide Pod photo. <laughs> Danced on the shattered glass. Yep. Now there's just, a, there's just a pile of broken glass in the corner right now. So we'll deal with that later. Bloody footprints leading up to the mm-hmm. booth. Yeah. <laughs> I've been steadily losing blood since we've started. <laughs> well, that sounds you nice know. and healthy. Show uh, must go on. I know you're taking care of yourself. Uh, yeah, always. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a very healthy habitat that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Unlike Seamus with this caged animal sitting across from him. Yeah, I'm actually uh, handcuffed to my feet right now. Uh, you can't really see. To your seat angle. or to your feet? To his to my feet. feet. It's like to a, your feet. Oh, like it's a like a yeah. hog tie yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in full the front. Full frontal hog tie? Exactly, frontal yeah. Hog. Which usually I enjoy being in this position, but, you know, not mm. not this time. It's, this was kind of sort of Trey's command. Yep. Yeah. Well, thing. you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, and that's why I keep trying to tell him and his parents when they keep trying to call him. I say, you, it's bad for you to be talking to each other right now because <laughs> it will interrupt the work I'm doing here. Wow, this got very dark. <laughs> so what do you guys think the choice was? <laughs> what do we think the what was? The what choice? Uh, no, I just think it's interesting your perspective. The choice of either using color or black and white at seemingly different times. Oh, I only yeah. had this thought after yeah. the fact. And I was like, I would want to rewatch it again thinking this because I have no idea if it's even true. But maybe when you're looking through the perspective of a character in the story, everything's in color. When you're just reading mm. the magazine from that third person writer, it's all black and white, which is why it kind of seemed random. What gave me that idea was the kid mm. being kidnapped in the closet. Everything was yeah. black and white. And then she looked through, you see his perspective of her face through the thing, and it's all full color. And then everything mm. goes back to that third, like, no fourth wall perspective it's all black and white i don't know if that theory holds up through the whole film didn't pay attention or if it's just like what jumps off the page from the paper right mm -hmm. whatever jumps off the page and into our imaginations yeah yeah dabbles in color a little bit yeah it's interesting i i I wasn't sure about it. it some like it felt purposeful a lot of the times and some mm-hmm. of them I'm like why is that happening um like that yeah. the moment that you described with the, the kid looking through the slot into her blue eyes like that that mm-hmm. was a cool moment I loved when that was yeah that made sense um, yeah and then some of the switches I'm like yeah I don't, I don't know why like, this is happening an, right now uh, when they're on the uh when Timmy and uh Francis McDormand are on the uh, uh motorcycle right yeah or yeah. no it's him and the uh him and the girl it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah, there's a little bit of color there as well. It's like the mm-hmm. the blue moonlight. Yeah, yeah, like the lights reflecting off of them, or mm-hmm. like there's blue. Yeah, spreads. 
it, it might also be like the moments that the the characters find most like most beautiful in the world. Um, like I, I noticed mm-hmm. in the prison one, it went into color uh, at times when like a painting was completed and it wanted to mm-hmm. show you that. And like I thought, like oh may- maybe that's like because th- that's the only real beauty that like Benicio del, del Toro's character sees. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe those are the moments that are color, and the rest of life is black and white to him. Yeah, um, it was weird because when those paintings were revealed, it was like all color, but then when they went back into the scene, it went back to being black and white. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting switch in that scene in particular. Yeah, well, and then when uh, when it was like highlighting the um, the chef's foods in the third story. Each of mm-hmm. the food that uh, each of the foods that he cooked were in color, mm, um, but yeah. the rest of the scene around it was in black and white. So I was thinking mm-hmm. it might have to do with like the artistic aspects and beauty of each of the stories. But yeah, I'm I, I'm not too sure. That that was just my yeah, kind of yeah. Theory it might the also end. just be for visual flair. And he's like, these are the things that would look most interesting in color at these times. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, yeah, totally could be. I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I think the key, another mantra, that was a, just a shriek in the distance right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. my there's apartment complex, uh, there's about oh, yeah, yeah, 14 yeah. kids that live in this apartment complex. Uh, uh, and no the parents. Busy, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been very busy, yeah. Uh, uh, they just wander the halls. They, I don't they even say know that they're, they're mine based off the, the genetic tests. Um, <laughs> and but the feet. I, I disagree uh, as far as... <laughs> the feet. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, you know, for for the listeners that don't, you know, that you've never seen my feed, never purchased uh, oh, my, we'll my foot pictures pic online. Of his feet. That'll yeah, be uh, post. they're, It'll they're be pretty sexy. Um, <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> they're very, uh, they're They'll very arched uh, in an unnatural way. I can hold a cup between uh, mm-hmm. between my feet and touch the heel and ball of my feet together. To just give some, so paint you a mind picture. In high school, he did a presentation about Chinese foot binding, and he slipped in a picture of his own feet amongst all the examples, and no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, noticed. yeah, anyway. you know, uh, it was a very serious, dark presentation, and uh, Anzen and one other friend were in the classroom, and they knew that one of those pictures was my foot with a black and white filter, and oh. the rest were actual <laughs> Chinese foot bindings, uh, and no one else did, and they were they were cracking up, and our teacher looked mm-hmm. very upset. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so understand uh, no, no, she no, was she, upset that we were laughing oh, at a presentation yeah, about foot binding. I, when we I kept my like cool at all. Oh, uh, God, I, yeah. I, I did great the whole presentation. Internally, I was fucking dying. Yeah. No, we weren't laughing about the subject matter. It's obviously like horrible <laughs> and yeah, very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. We were laughing that nobody noticed. Nobody <laughs> that noticed. One of those yeah, that, photos that my feet him. look like look like a Chinese foot binding just oh. naturally. That's it's genetics. My mom, my mom's feet do as well. Oh, I haven't really seen Darcy's feet. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not quite as bad, but they're pretty bad. Or hers, I, worse. hers are worse. Hers are hers worse. worse. Good lord. Oh. Yeah. No. We'll Anywho, <laughs> another mantra I have been telling myself to wrap it all back around to Timothy Chalamet and the <laughs> Dune that I haven't seen. I think mm-hmm. fixating on things is like it can be helpful. Like when you obsess with something and you get it done mm-hmm. and you actually accomplish something, yeah. but you can't be like afraid of those things. So I don't know if it's in the new Dune movie. I actually I have not seen any Dune movies. But in the Have novel, the uh, I, I yeah, the, the, the litany, too. yeah, the litany against fear, which mm-hmm. I literally I memorized it. And I say it to myself all the time because it's so fucking good. It's like one of the best pieces of writing. I just appreciate it a like lot. Ever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Oh shit! I had it memorized. You know, Here's fear the is the killer. mind killer is that's, that's uh, is broken for me because uh, I've seen a bunch of, a bunch of memes of uh, the Sopranos. And people talking to Tony Soprano, it's just fears the mind, uh, fears the mind killer tone, and there's just different <laughs> Sopranos character with like the nose piece from Dune in. 
Uh, and that's all I can ever think about whenever I hear that quote. Is the mind game? I've never, I haven't seen The Sopranos either. I've seen the first few episodes. I haven't seen but, The Sopranos. Yeah. I also haven't seen The Sopranos. So are we qualified to do a podcast anymore? Yeah. Now, we, let's talk about The Sopranos. Uh, you know, I think we all have a good mm-hmm. opinions James on this James Gandolfini. Uh, yeah, no, nah, you know, I think James Gandolfini Talking didn't about die. I think he's still alive. one other actor in that series. I couldn't have named that actor. I still don't <laughs> think I can name that actor. You've said it twice. Uh, I don't think there are other actors in that series. I'm pretty sure Jackie James Gandolf. Gandolfini plays every single character. No. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it's like just like Norbit. a montage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it, it's like Jimmy from Hardcore Henry, uh, yeah, except yeah, with Tony yeah. Soprano. You think we love Jimmy? You think it's a fucking Italian mob Eddie Murphy movie? Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. no that's what it's a it's a TV series, Trey. Yeah, clearly, you don't know anything about the yeah, Sopranos. They made it into a movie. I mean, they yeah. made a prequel movie this year. May Saints in New Newark. Yeah, it's the prequel movie, Tone. It's the prequel movie. <laughs> ba 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 ba. Rocky Balboa. All right. And this is what the voice d- dissolved into. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen French Dispatch, you should uh, you should check it out. Yeah, because uh, Seamus loved it so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, high recommendation from him. Yeah, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't my favorite, but it was still an interesting piece to watch. Um, I do fully recommend uh, all of Wes Anderson's previous films as well, specifically Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom are just wonderful pieces of art i haven't seen all of his films but i've really liked all of the ones that i have seen and again this is my least favorite of them but it still had like really good moments in it both of like real character and like heart and it had some good comedic moments before uh before you leave anson would you mind Mm -hmm. uh no please i won't do it it's really important to us we just want uh nope it's gonna close, and I'm gonna Dude, leave it like just, that. Just leave the door leave open. Leave the door open. God damn it! Fuck you.